Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. Uh, we're really trying to grow the podcast and it would really help us if you would leave us a review. So go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and leave us a review. It's going to help more people find out about us. So we appreciate it. Now let's get to the show. And we're back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here coming to you from Flowood with Caleb. And today we are going to talk about how to maximize your time in the gym. Um, we're going to go into specifics on how uh, you can get the most out of your uh, class every day. Um, you're already coming to the gym three, four, five times a week. And uh, we want to give you some tips to make sure that you get the most out of uh, the time that you spend in the gym because uh, there's a lot of things you can do both uh, before the workout, during the workout, and after the workout to make sure that you are getting the most of what you're here to, to do, which is to uh, put on muscle and, and lose fat and get fitter. So this should be a good discussion. We're going to hopefully give you guys some good takeaways that you can apply to your uh, training going forward. Hopefully this is... Uh this is maybe something where you could gain one or two things that maybe you didn't think about that are going to change your experience, not just to make exercise easier, but like you said, you're already doing the workout. If there's something that you can do that you maybe just haven't even thought about, that's going to change the effectiveness effectiveness of it. It's going to multiply it because if you gain 2% of an edge or even 10% uh, on changing something, the way that you think about food before you exercise or, um, adding in, paying a little bit more attention to some aspect of the warm up that makes the workout, uh, make you feel better at the beginning of the workout over time, that's going to multiply itself into a lot more progress quicker. And so this is, you know, some things I've thought about that hopefully help people make, um, make the most of their 60 minute effort. They're already giving, um, without taking a lot of uh extra from them i think that uh a lot of times people um just plan to go to a certain class and they're like all right i'm going to be there for a 330 class and then that's all the thought that goes into it and then it's uh getting in the car rushing trying to fight the traffic getting there right at, at 330 going in there and uh and doing the workout and then leaving and then forgetting about it um and there's a few things that you can do along the way that can really amplify the effects. And like you said, over time, um, if you're getting one, two, three percent more out of your workout every single day, added up over a three, six, nine month period, that's tremendous uh, progress that you could make just by a little bit of uh, planning and forethought and uh, and uh, diligence before and also after the workout. So let's start before you ever even get to the gym. Um, what are some things that you think uh, are good for people to think about before they even um, come to class uh, to work out? Say they're working out in the afternoon. What are some things to think about before that that particular class? So I, I think that food for me is probably the first thing that I almost would choose if I have some flexibility. Um, I want to make sure that I'm not trying to exercise um, right after having eaten a meal. And then also I want to make sure I'm not exercising in the afternoon after having missed lunch. Um, and so for me, I look at what did, what can I do to make sure that I don't, that I feel like I have some, that I have energy because that food ultimately is energy, but also that I just, 
some of it is just what sits on your stomach during the workout. It's not that you have a banana 10 minutes before the workout and you're using that banana as fuel. You know, that that's not how quickly it happens. Most of the time it's, I want to have enough. I know personally that I need to have a little something on my stomach so I don't feel gaggy in the workout. And on the flip side, I want to make sure that I don't plan to go to the noon class if I have a, a lunch with someone at 1115. Um, and so for me, the first thing I think about is trying to eat or have something on my stomach an hour and a half before the workout um, to, to about three, four hours. If it's been more than four or five hours since I've had any food, it's going to be it's going to be a really different experience working out and I'm going to have to change my expectation. So for me, food, having something simple on my stomach or giving myself an hour and a half to three hours from having a, having a bigger meal is, is the first thing that I think about when I want to try to maximize my time in the gym. I talked about this, uh, in one of our most recent episodes, but, uh, one thing that I learned through uh trial and error and really screwed up a lot was having way too much fat before i would go to the gym and a lot of times i was making a shake in the morning where i was putting eggs in my shake and then there were other times where i'd have like a a, some type of big meal for lunch where i had a lot of fat and that just takes a really long time to digest and as i would get into the gym i would feel sluggish i could get lightheaded um uh, there was a few times I felt queasy, almost threw up. And it was simply because I was eating too much fat before I work out. And so when I learned to try to, uh, have more of a fast processing carbohydrate source before my workout, it was really a game changer. And then also on the flip side, not eating before you work out. If you haven't eaten, like you said, for four plus hours, uh, before you come and work out, you're not going to have a whole lot of energy and you're going to be running on adrenaline and you're just going to really have a, a tough time maximizing your workout. So having a plan, uh, before you work out on what you're going to eat to fuel yourself is, is really important. So I like to think about, I want my stomach to not be full, not be completely empty, but I want to feel a little bit of hunger. Um, and so in order to get that for me, the best thing to do is to have, uh, you know, 25 to 75 grams of a faster absorbing carb a couple hours before a workout up to if you're going to have it an hour before you want something that's really fast, but just something that is a carbohydrate, um, that's fast absorbing. That's going to kind of top off your energy before the workout. Uh, but also, uh, minimizing or eliminating the fat during that meal altogether. Uh, so that's, that's food. What else? What so else? I, I think just the last note about food too. Um, I think that one of the benefits of thinking about your workouts with food in mind is that it also helps you make good choices. If you're not going to the gym, then you're going to be like, oh yeah, I think I'll, I'll get the, the chicken strips, you know, the fried chicken strips, or I'll have the fries. But if you know you're going to the gym at 3.30, um, maybe it can help you think about what I'm going to eat at lunch. And all of a sudden, the choice to go to the gym just helped you make a choice to eat cleaner so that you felt good when you were at the gym. And so I think it kind of doubles your effectiveness because all of a sudden your food choice was easier because you want to feel a certain way during the workout. Um, the next thing I think about is uh, what is my expectation of the experience going to be at the workout? So example... Uh, you don't get much sleep or you're really stressed. You had a big presentation at 9 a.m. and you were stressed about it the last couple days you've been working on that and you have this big release and you do you have the event or you have the lunch with somebody and you plan to go to the workout later. I think knowing that 
you don't need to expect yourself to come in with 100% energy really can help help you make the most of that workout because you just take that pressure off and you you manage your expectation. Oftentimes people come into the gym and they get upset because they didn't feel like they did their absolute best, but all the things surrounding their workout were not conducive to doing their best or being at 100%. And so if you know you're not at 100%, then going into the gym with a mindset where you understand that, okay, I don't expect to PR this benchmark workout today, uh, that can really help you enjoy exercise because it takes that pressure off that shouldn't be there anyway. Um, and so for me, the expectation beforehand is, all right, my food was lined up how I wanted, my sleep and rest was lined up. This is a good day to really push myself. Whereas if those things are the other way, I think it helps to go into the workout and before you get there, know I'm glad I get to go to the gym today. I'm here to feel better. I know I'm going to feel better. I'm going to take that pressure off. So the expectation of what the workout should be uh, for you individually can help you in the long run with that sustainability. I think, uh, I think about that in terms of being aware of where you're at day to day, week to week, where you're at in your life, um, in your plan for your health and fitness. What did you do uh, coming into it? beforehand how much stress have you had today were you sitting in a car all day did you just get on off a plane and just having the awareness to know that today is i feel great this is a great day i want to push it hard or today is a day where i'm going to uh do the best that i can but i'm not going to overdo it because i didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night or i've been sitting in the car all day and just having a little check-in with yourself where am i at today um what do i have to give um, if you if you think about that beforehand, you can come in with a lot better plan on what to expect and not get caught up in the uh, uh, you know the the emotions of what goes on once you step in the doors and just forget everything that you had planned going into it. So having a plan before you you walk in can just take a couple minutes of self self reflection of where am I at, uh, how has my last twenty four hours been, how am I feeling, and uh, what do I want to get out of this workout? I think is a great way to uh, to to get your head right before you step inside the gym. Um, all right. That's, that's kind of it. I know we get, we got to move through the whole, the whole process, but yeah. again, like making sure you've got a plan for food when you think about what time you're going to work out and adjusting accordingly, that includes water. And then the expectation based on, am I well rested or as are my stress levels high? Am I not as well rested? Uh, that can really help you go into the gym and know, Hey, I got what I needed out of this workout instead of going into the gym, expecting a hundred percent and kind of living in that um, defeated feel because you don't feel like you're at your best or something's wrong um, when the reality is, you know, we're not meant to feel it 100% all the time. And it's okay because we're there to exercise, um, yep. not, so, not perform. So we have a, a good plan. We've we've got our diet uh, dialed in. We've had a good meal before our workout. We've we've got a game plan uh, before we get to, again, to the gym. So now we just pull up at the gym. Uh, we're at the 3:30 class, three, two, one, and we're starting the mobility. So, what's a couple of things we can we can talk about at the first part of class that we can do to make sure we really maximize what we get out of that hour? Well, the first thing is if I'm going to the 3:30 class, I want to be at the gym at 3:25 because if the 3:30 class starts and the first five minutes are mobility, and I roll up to the gym at 3:32, um, then I I've I've missed part of what is going to make that workout effective. So, you know, the day before or, you know, whenever it is that you plan your day to go to the gym, if possible, 
we want to budget to make sure I'm there a little bit early enough to budget that time of saying hey to the people that are in the gym, the people who are finishing the class before, knowing there's going to be a couple minutes where they ask you about the kids or the family or the game. And you want to make sure that you're able to start and you're seated with the lacrosse ball, with the foam roller when the workout starts. It's not always possible, of course, but if we're talking about if I wanted to make this the most effective 60 minutes as possible, part of it is just starting there at the beginning. Um, the second thing in regards to that is, you know, being on time. But once we start trusting that the mobility is there for a purpose and the purpose has been thought of with what we did yesterday and what I'm doing today and what I'm really doing for the whole week. And I know you put a lot of thought into the mobility specifically, but for us understanding that like there's a reason why it's couch stretch and not three-way shoulder stretch there's a reason why it's lacrosse ball on the hip for the day and so just kind of taking um taking the mobility as this is programmed for a purpose and going through it um without skipping that part is is the starting point for me i think part of it is or a lot of it is just committing to doing everything in the full hour that is given as it is written and not trying to change things or, um, you know, make things better or pick, pick and choose what you're going to do. I think a lot of it is just committing to, you know, there's a reason we're doing this and I'm just going to trust it. And I'm not going to, I'm going to not going to be thinking about all that. I'm just going to do it with the best of my ability. And that starts with, as soon as you get out on the crossbow, actually trying to find areas that hurt on the area that you're working on and, and give yourself a, 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 a deep tissue mas massage for the four to five minutes um, that you're doing it or taking the stretches seriously and really trying to um, feel where you're supposed to be feeling the stretches because um, that is going to allow you to open up the areas that you're going to be using in the specific workout so it just starts with you know following along and taking it serious and giving a hundred percent effort I think uh, a lot of times that the mobility session and class can turn into a uh, uh, conversation for 10 minutes, which there's completely nothing wrong with, with talking while that's going on. And we encourage that to go on, but also you can do that while also making sure that you're getting the benefits of what it's, what it's designed to do. And so, uh, you know, skipping over that first 10 minutes of mobility and opening up and warm up is, uh, going to cause you to have to open up and warm up in the strength portion or in the actual workout, which is going to affect, uh, the, uh, how much you get out of the strength portion or how much you get out of the workout because you're, you weren't fully prepared for it. So it's really like preparing your body to do what you're going to do. So it just starts with committing to it and saying, I'm going to, I'm going to give hundred percent to each part of the class, not just the workout part. I see people who, who want and need to, I'm in the same boat. There's certain things that I know I need to do that maybe another person doesn't, um, in terms of mobility, or maybe I have an ache or a soreness in my scap that, uh, we didn't spend very much time on. Those are the things you do before the workout starts because if I work on the scaps and completely skip the ankle stretch, then that's going to have a trickle down to the squat, even though now my scaps are loose. So what I do is if I know I need to do something extra or if I love a certain mobility routine, I don't throw out all the other things to do that. That's something I know I need to budget my time for at the beginning so that I don't miss one of the main things that's going to be uh, with regards to the workout that's upcoming. Um, the other thing that I think about in the beginning is having a plan for what track I'm going to do and how I'm going to modify something if I need to. And that doesn't mean that you have to have the answer for it. A lot of times that's a coach that you can ask about modifying or ask about what is the what should I do? If I can do this and I can do this, which one should I choose? Um, it's great to talk to your coach about it. But 
just having a plan for is today I do a performance track or is today I do the sweat track. If you go into the first couple minutes of the workout and you're undecided, oftentimes um, we're going to default to uh, kind of an emotional choice in the moment and then we're going to wish that we would have done it later. So sometimes it's just taking a little bit of thought before and saying, what do I hope to gain from this? What would be the best case scenario? And then if I decide that, then sticking with it and staying with it and not leaving it up to, you know, that last minute before the workout, oh, I'm going to drop the weight or I'm going to change the weight at the last minute because then that kind of throws off the whole experience. So um, I think having a plan for what the track is going to be for the day and uh, what am I hoping to gain from the workout is something that you want to make sure and, and think about before you get to two minutes before the workout. Yeah, that's good. So we, uh, we've come into class, we've, uh, we've done the mobility, we're taking it serious. We're, uh, we're going through the warm up. We're really focusing on, uh, doing the warm up movements correctly. Uh, uh, focus on the muscles that need to be used, trying to perform it, uh, correctly and really giving our best effort on that portion. So now we're getting into the meat portion of class where, uh, we're either in strength or we're in gymnastics or we're going into the workout. So what are some, some tips we have for, uh, people once they get to the, to the meat portion of the, of the class of the day? I would try to get a lot of the conversation and a lot of the, um, social aspect of the class. I would try to like focus that at the beginning and during that first, that first warm up that mobility work. And then when it's time to start the strength work, it doesn't mean we stop talking to people, but it does mean if we want to get the most out of our, um, you know, our five sets of five on bench press, then I, what I see for a lot of people is, um, not wasted time, but a lot of just like, uh, not purposeful time spent. And then they end up warming up for half or a major part of the strength work. And if we could have been a little bit more intentional during the mobility, during the, during that warm up time to think about what weight do I want to get to? Let me bring this over there. Let me get it ready and set up so that set one, I can start and be at the appropriate weight. For a lot of people, you can get almost double the amount of work done that you would have by being a little more intentional during that warm up time. And so the warm up to me is the hardest part of the workout. It's those first couple squats, you know, say you're doing back squat. It's those first reps with 135 on the bar. Um, it's being intentional to get the heart rate up and get the body moving a little bit so that when the coach is ready to start the clock, I know I've got the weight and I'm not going to leave. Uh, I'm not going to leave this strength session with two of the five sets as what should have been done in the warm up. And that to me is of all these things we're talking about. I think that to me is where. I've seen the most growth for me personally was using that entire strength work as strength work and not as an extended warm up time. I think about your body is going to warm up one way or the other. It's either going to warm up before the workout or it's going to warm up during the workout. And if you're warming up during the workout, you're going to be sacrificing a lot of efficiency and energy that you could have been using to uh, perform the workout to your optimum level. And so, um, before the workout is a much better time for you, you to actually warm your body up and get ready. And it's the same thing that goes for strength. If you're using the first two or three sets of out of five sets to warm up, you're only going to be doing really two working sets as opposed to if you would take the warm up a little bit more serious and, and be ready to go. Once the first set start over time, you're going to get so much more high quality work done that you're going to be able to make 
um, a lot more progress. And the same goes for workout. If you're spending the first minute to two minutes of every workout warming up because you skipped a warm up, well, you're sacrificing a lot of uh, performance progress that you could have uh, gotten over time. And you add that up over three to four days, five days a week over a month period of time. That is a tremendous amount of progress that you're missing out on by not taking the warm up serious. So taking the warm up serious is so, so important. And the higher level, uh, the higher a level an athlete is, the more time they spend um, warming up. They take the warm up serious because they realize like they want to go into the workout um, feeling primed and ready. And that also means getting your heart rate up. A lot of times people wait until the actual workout to, to ever get their heart rate up and start getting out of breath. And it's almost a shock to their system every single time. Whereas if you can get your heart rate up a little bit in the warm up, let it come back down. Then when you get that heart rate back up in the workout, it's not near as a, a shock to your body and you're able to, uh, to really, um, go straight into a high level performance as opposed to kind of reeling from a heart rate's really high, I better slow down at the start of a workout. We love the workout. We love the, we love the workout of the day, the, you know, four rounds plus 30, the score that we got. We love that part of the workout. To me, I look at the strength work, the mobility, the warm up, um, getting ready for the strength work and hitting that strength work as hard as I can or at the appropriate stimulus that, that we've, laid out for the workout because I know that that strength work is going to be my score on the workout six months from now. Whereas oftentimes, and I do hear this, and I had a conversation with one of our members in Madison, and he was saying that one of the things that he found himself doing was saving a little bit of effort so that uh, during that strength work, uh, so that he was getting ready for the workout. Or we'd be doing a 12-minute EMOM, and he would only do a couple of the pull-ups because he didn't want to be too tired for the, the workout of the day because it would affect his score. And what... Um, that's very common. I think it's very easy to want to do is you hear this term a lot, save it for the workout. And what ends up happening is one, you lose the future, the future workouts because you're, you're missing that strength work. But also too, I think that like you just said, what you're doing is you're getting out of breath before the workout starts and you're going to feel, you're going to feel good during those first couple minutes of the workout instead of 70 seconds into the workout, your heart rate spiking and it kind of shocking your system. So there's a lot of benefits to treating the strength workout as important as the, the workout that we're going to put the score on the board. And so for me, that's where I've gained a lot. And I see that, you know, the future workouts get better because I hit that strength work and give it my best effort. So don't save it for the workout. And then also don't be afraid to get your heart rate up and get out of breath. You're not going to be too tired for the workout. There's going to be plenty of transition time to get ready. You'll find you actually feel loose and you feel ready to go when the workout comes. So when it comes to the actual workout, uh, one of the things that I thought about that is important is not to overanalyze it, but to think about pacing yourself uh, so that you can make the workout as effective as possible. One thing that we know is that if we start a workout and the pacing is incorrect, we're going to miss a lot of, a lot more reps. Okay. So the workout starts with the assault bike and burpees and pull-ups and it's 10 calories, you know, 10 burpees, 10 pull-ups. And I do the first three minutes way, way too fast. Well, the next 12 minutes of that workout, I'm going to do a lot less work and I'm going to, essentially get less fit because I came out way too hot. Whereas if we learn to pace ourselves, what you're going to find is that your quote unquote score gets better, but the score is just the amount of work that you did. And fitness is 
increasing your work capacity. So by properly pacing yourself in workouts, you're actually going to increase your fitness level, which is what we're talking about today is how to get the most out of our workout. Pacing is not something only athletes do or only people do for score. Pacing is just a part of, it's a part of life. It's pacing, you know, pacing yourself in terms of your energy conservation so that you can, um, so that you can work for a longer period of time more uh, effectively. People understand pacing in, if you've ever run a 5k and you always see the kids get out in front and they sprint the first 400 meters and then they're walking 10 minutes or five minutes into the workout and all the older, more experienced people are laughing, you know, about, man, look at them, they're about to burn out or whatever. And everybody else is running at a much slower pace. Everybody understands pacing in that aspect. But when it comes to a, a, a workout at Cody, a lot of times people don't understand that pacing applies the exact same way for that. And ideally in your best possible score is going to be a score where all eat, like say it's a four run workout. Each round is very close to the same amount of time and that you have a little bit left in the tank at the end to sprint at the very end. If you do that, you're going to have a much closer to your hypothetical maximum score that you could have got on that workout. than if your first round is, um, one minute and every other round is two to three minutes. If, if, if each round after your first round is twice as slow or 50% as slow as the first round. And so if you can think, how can I maximize each round to where they're each as close to possible, uh, around the same amount of time, that's going to be your hypothetical max score. And like you said, that's going to mean that your power output was the highest over that period of time. You did more work in a shorter amount of time, which is going to cause your body to adapt, um, which is going to make you fitter over time. And so if you can think about, did I pace that workout correctly? Did I have a good plan? And obviously every workout's different. You're not always going to pace it perfectly, but if you can be as closer to pacing it well as you can, um, then over time you're going to end up making more progress and getting fitter, uh, as you get into it. And a lot of pacing also comes into making sure you warm up because if you don't warm up properly, you're not going to be able to pace it properly. You're going to, your heart rate's going to shoot up high and then you're going to have to slow down as opposed to if you get to that high heart rate before the workout come back down and then kind of settle into a good pace from the start you're going to be able to uh to uh maximize your your power output for that entire workout okay so uh uh let's 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 uh move on to post-workout the last portion of class um so we've um done everything that we can to maximize our uh, workout of the day at this point now we're done with the workout uh, we laid on the ground for for a couple minutes or whatever. Now we're finished with the workout. So what can we do to maximize um, our progress after the workout? So to me, the thought of after the workout um, is simply what what do I want? How can I how can I get ready for what tomorrow is going to feel like? You know, it's it's almost that idea of as soon as the workout's over, your recover your your warm up for the next day's workout begins, and so. That's as simple as, all right, I just did a workout with a lot of front squats and rowing and my legs, my quads are blown up. They, they're already feeling tight. It's I can take a minute, two minutes, do the cool down stretch that's prescribed specifically for that workout because what it's going to do is it's going to help those tight, tight muscles to relax and loosen up. You've got a lot of blood flow. Your heart rate's high. Your heart's pumping. And what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to um, begin the process of at not 
completely loosening up because tightness is good and tightness is okay, but trying to n- avoid getting into a situation where your body doesn't begin to stretch again until the next day when you get on a lacrosse ball. And so after a workout, um, it's, it's as simple as doing the workout cool down that's prescribed and making sure that you are, um, not just walking out the door, hopping in the car or heading back to work and sitting at the desk and getting up three or four hours later and feeling so tight that you can barely stand up. So to me, the as soon as the workout's over that last minute or two minutes is a very magical time in terms of what's going to give you a lot of preparedness for the next day and you're going to lose that in 30 minutes and it's going to be a little bit it's going to be different so you got to take advantage of it while the heart rate's still up and while you're still on the floor so uh kelly strad i've mentioned him a lot but he uh he talks about the cool down as a failure to adapt so basically you're not setting your body up to adapt to the work that you did. And ultimately what we're doing in the gym is breaking our body down so that it can recover and adapt and come back stronger uh, the next time. And so if you want to speed up that process, that starts immediately after work, the workout with a cool down, um, a cool down stretch, getting the heart rate back down. That can be a walk. It can be a easy spin on the bike. It can yeah, uh, be stretching to loosen the muscles back up that we worked on and what happens is our muscles get really tight in the workout and if we stretch them back out then we start getting blood flow back to those muscles and start repairing quicker as opposed to if we just stay um, tight for an extended period of time it's going to take longer for our body to recover so that's why the uh, the cool down stretch is so important and uh then it then the the last part is uh nutrition getting protein in as quick as possible so our body can start uh rebuilding the muscle that we uh that we have have broken down and and start start the repair process so that we can um, come back stronger the next day and the faster we can get some fast absorbing protein into our body the faster it will start to to recover and so cool down stretching getting blood flow uh, back getting our heart rate back down getting some uh, some protein uh, back in starting to hydrate again getting some carbs to replenish the carb stores that we just did is all going to amplify and speed up that that recovery process from the workout and um, all that can be done within the the uh, hour period of class before you walk out to your car this whole conversation you know i'm looking at this list i i write things down hunter goes um it's all in the dome but i have to write it out but i'm looking at this i'm like all right to someone who's maybe brand new that seems like a lot of things to think about and what in eventually happens though is that it just becomes your routine and so at first yeah it may need to be something that you intentionally all right what do i need to eat before the workout starts or how early do i need to eat um, those sorts of things but over time i think what what you'll find is that each of these aspects becomes a part of your routine and so that you know developing that habit and being patient with it is going to be important for um, making sure that you start to check off the list and tick each of these. And when you do, it just snowballs into more effective workouts. And again, like we talked about at the beginning, the hope is if you're doing something 150, 200 times a year, 250 times a year, you want to make the most out of that time. And so um, what we're trying to do is essentially like increase your miles per gallon of your body. Um, If you're already making the trip anyway and you can hit a button that changes how many miles to the gallon you get, you're going to do it. And so we're just trying to think, what are the buttons we need to, what are the switches we need to flip that are going to make the most of the effort you're already giving? And what it ends up doing is, you know, preventing injury, increasing the quality of what you're getting and increasing just how good you feel in the workout. All these things hopefully are things that make you feel better 
in the workout. Someone asked me the other day um, about how I phrase tips and how I phrase uh, what I hope as a coach to do for people. And the way I think about it is I want to, I want to help people understand that my goal is to make their life easier in the gym. I want them to get from A to B, whatever their goal is. And I want to help them get there easier. And so for us that the, the food before, you know, setting the expectation, going through the soft tissue work and the mobility, getting warmed up quickly, getting the heart rate up and really hitting the, the strength work hard and then finishing with the minute cooldown stretch and a plan for protein. If you start doing those things, you're 200 workouts this year, you're 400 over two years, all of a sudden you're going to be in a very different place than, um, than maybe you were early on when you just showed up and you're like, all right, I made it. That's great. It can feel like a lot of work and we've talked about a lot of different things, but what it really comes down to is just being a little bit more deliberate with how you have a plan for the day and being deliberate with the hour that you spend in the gym and the little bit of time before and a little bit of time after. And it's just being deliberate and having a plan as opposed to um, just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. So uh, a few uh, planning steps uh, before the workout and having a plan going into it and sticking to that plan uh, during and after the workout can have a tremendous impact. Um, and it's those one, 2% gains that you get from that over a long period of time that can be really make the difference between, uh, really achieving your goals or just feeling like you're, you're really spinning your wheels. So this was a great discussion. Um, hopefully you guys were able to take some of this and apply it to your, uh, routine, but now we're going to move on to the next segment outside the box. So, uh, Caleb, the day has come and gone and, what we've been talking about for nine months now has come to pass, and now you are a father. So tell us, how does it feel? Uh, fatherhood. You just can't even... Everyone says it. They're like, you're just not even going to be able to explain it. But the moment you see the baby, it just like changes everything. And it was just... It could not have been more true. And um, we have had an absolute blast. It's been so much fun. I, my wife has been it's really cool to watch that whole process because she has had this child with her for nine months. And so it's almost like she's been in the relationship with this child and, and you're getting to meet him for the first time. And I just can't put myself in her shoes. And so watching her get to engage um, him and, and go through that process and childbirth, that's a whole episode we could do on like what it was like to watch her go through that. And um, for, for us, I think, it's just we're so so thankful that um, he's healthy and she's healthy and we're we're just having fun. It's uh, a lot of just staring because early on there's not much activity, so a lot of diapers and a lot of just watching him and uh, adjusting to the new to the new schedule. He got his first football weekend in already. Yeah, got we some had big a, wins. Oh my gosh, it made it a lot easier when I saw the Saints blow it at the end of the game. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to your life, son. He was still, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was still there for me. So uh, it's it's been a blast, man. Um, hard to describe, but all the parents out there understand exactly exactly what it is. You just it just changes your priority list of the day. Uh, everything moves down a couple notches. Man, that's that's so awesome, and it's been fun to uh, walk along this journey with you along the way. And so excited for for you and Sarah, and 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 to watch your son grow up and. Uh, see what has what life has in store for him so that's really really cool so over under uh 50 diapers 
have you changed so far? Under 50 diapers. He's over, under day, 20. He's nine day over. Yeah. Over 20, under yeah, 50. Yeah, so we're probably at 40 diapers. He's You've he, changed those? Um, but to, uh, me personally. Yeah. Oh, so nice, he's nice. had 50 diapers. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's nine days old and we definitely, oh, it's definitely more than five a day. Um, but me personally, I probably changed five of them and Sarah probably changes seven or eight, uh, just being home during the day. But, um, the diapers is not as hard, um, having a little boy, it's a, there's a couple little extra things you got to do with every diaper. And so that's getting annoying. But, um, once the umbilical cord, uh, once the belly button, when, when we get that taken care of, it's going to make the diapers so much easier. And, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's the diapers aren't as hard as I thought. It's more just, it's like, you know, when you know you need to take the trash out and you're sitting there and it's like, who's going to take the trash out and it's full and you keep, and it's like, just take the trash out. Just do it right now. It's over. That's kind of like a decision you have to make 12 times a day. Like, mm, pooped again. <laughs> I got to just get off the couch and go change the diaper. Uh, so it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of extra little things that you do, but you love them so much that you're like, I'll do this. It's not, it's well worth the extra effort and little bit less sleep man that's that's so awesome so happy for you guys and uh so glad everything went smoothly and y'all are you're just uh, trying to get uh, all the tips you can before yeah, i am i am, I am. We're, get... we're in uh we're in the uh in the red zone now uh could be hopefully a couple more weeks but we'll see and uh we uh pretty much finalized the nursery last night so we're really really excited about that and uh just waiting for our for our two girls to get here as well so a lot of a lot of fun stuff coming up and we are uh Looking forward to a little bit cooler fall and uh, being able to enjoy uh, our girls. And uh, yeah, going to be a lot of fun. So anything to recommend before we uh, wrap it up? You might not have uh, consumed anything of late, but you got anything to recommend, Caleb? I've consumed uh, a lot of food. Thank you. Thank you to everyone out there who has uh, brought meals. It is definitely a a huge... uh, relief to to have like a plan or to not have to worry about dinner you just don't realize how how much that means so thank you but uh one thing i have consumed is a lot of sonic ice we have been going to sonic and buying the bag of ice for the last two months or so and i don't think i'll ever not do it um so we're getting the bag of sonic ice bringing it home as quick as you can throwing it in the freezer and every drink now we have sonic ice and it is, it's a game changer. Mm. So I got a recipe for everybody out there. Um, what I'm doing, Sonic Ice, I'm getting a seltzer water, uh, whatever brand that you prefer. I like Spindrift because they have a little bit of fruit flavor in there. And then I'm getting the, the squeeze, the squeeze flavors. And I'm doing pina colada, I'm doing blue raspberry, but bubbly, bubbly seltzer water, crushed ice, blue raspberry squeeze water, and it is, uh, it's my go-to. I probably have three of them, four of them a day. So that's my recipe for you out there to have flavored water. There you go. There you go. With the, with the special ice. With, with the, the special. special ice. So uh, we, uh, we watched the TV show uh, over the past week, and we really enjoyed it. It's, it's on Amazon Prime. It's called Special Ops Lioness, and it's a new, new show um, about a uh, special ops unit uh, working um, – in counterterrorism, basically, and basically the premise is they uh, get a uh, a female to befriend the daughter of a uh, a terrorist, uh, so they can get close to the terrorist and, and try to kill him. And it's a uh, it's a fascinating show. I really enjoyed it. It's it's from uh, the guy that did uh, 
Yellowstone, uh, Taylor Sheridan, he wrote this. And so, uh, it's, if, if you've watched any of his shows, they're definitely entertaining. And, uh, this was a entertaining show. I enjoyed it. It I think it was about eight episodes and it's on Amazon prime. And, uh, it was uh, everything you would think if you hear Special Ops Lioness. It was it was all of that and uh, action packed, uh, intense, um, really really fun show. So if you like that kind of stuff, I would uh, recommend checking that out on Amazon Prime. It's a recent one that just came out, but uh, I think you guys will like it if you if you like that kind of stuff. So that's it for this week. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will catch you next time. Silky smooth sounds.